So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive until I know you guys were like freaking out, like, oh my god, where's Raised by TV podcast? I'm so sad. This is what I look forward to every week. Where we is it? We had someone comment on Instagram who said like that they were really waiting and they were, it's been we hard did? to wait. Yeah. Was it someone we knew? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was one of our fans. Oh, thank you. It was one did of our fans post- who had commented before. What? Oh, cool. Did you post anything on Instagram about us recording? Not that I didn't post that I was recording, but I posted That's the other okay. day. I posted the other day. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw that. I posted uh, we something on, on Twitter like moments before you called me that said that okay. we were recording. So, cool, not cool. that I ever post anything on Twitter, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even really know understand how to, how to tweet. I'm I don't not like, either. I'm not like clever enough to sound really clever in a short like word like sentence. Yeah, I can't even I know. speak words. You know, exactly. like, that's, not, that's not the kind of comedian I am. Yeah, no. I'm not a wordsmith. I'm not a joke more, writer. I could no, never no, no, do no. stand-up because I'm not a improv. joke writer. We're more improv people. Exactly. Or, like, yeah. I feel like I could do, like, comedic acting. You know, yeah. like, if someone yeah. gave me a funny thing a to funny say, thing. I yeah, could I deliver it well. I can't come up with well. funny things to say on my own exactly. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except, except, like, you know, contextually in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's Exactly. Not always either. Sometimes. No, yeah, only only on very rare occasions. <laughs> only sometimes. <laughs> only once in a while. Okay. Basically, we're That's not funny. comedians. No, 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 I never claimed to be. I don't even <laughs> classify this podcast under comedy. I classify no. it under entertainment because you can yeah. take that as you will. <laughs> entertainment can be anything. Yeah. To be a comedian, you have to put in a lot of really hard work, which is just not something I'm interested in doing. No, it's not. I don't have the drive <laughs> to become no. a comedian. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry if I sound a little sickly. Well, you sound I've been fine sick. Today, okay. Yeah. I've been. I feel I'm finally feeling better it. today. That's good. It's been rough. That's not um, good. So there was one thing I wanted to talk about that doesn't isn't related to this week's episode. Okay. Um, but I wanted to hear your opinion on it, and okay. it is TV related. So awesome. you know about the Roseanne reboot, right? Yes, I do. Have you I read... follow Emma Rose Kenny on Instagram, so I've seen all of her cute pictures. She's been nice. Yeah. I'm excited for it. But have you seen any of the articles about how... So Dan and Roseanne are supposedly Trump supporters Ugh. in the reboot. No! Um, and I didn't actually know this before, but Roseanne Barr was a Trump supporter. Was she really? Yeah. I feel like she wouldn't be. I know. So a lot of, so the that's thing is. That's very surprising. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are rightfully mad about it and annoyed and like. Yeah, of course. That sucks. They shouldn't um, have written that into it at all. But, but what my point is, people are saying, I cannot believe that Roseanne Connor would vote for Trump. And 
I just don't agree with that. I think no, Roseanne Connor is exactly the type of person who would vote for Trump. Like, it, she's middle America, working class, older generation. Like, I can totally see it. And, like, I, I was arguing with some people on fa- in a Facebook group about this because, like, they were, like, they were saying, like, somebody was saying, um, no, it's not, it's not about appealing to the working class. It's only about racism and sexism. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I was about to say. I agree. But I, but, but what I was thinking. No, but it's, it's it's not. Like, yeah, it's not. What I was going to say is that it's not. There are, like, like what Hillary Clinton was trying to say when she accidentally said the basket of deplorables thing and then no one could see past that word. Yeah. What she was trying to say was that there are. The Trump supporters who are racist and homophobic exactly. and, and xenophobic and whatever. And then there are the other group of Trump supporters who are middle class working people who feel like they've been slighted and feel like they've been exactly. forgotten. And, and I think they, Rose and and they believe that. that and they believe that Trump is is gonna fight for them. Yeah. Miss obviously that's not the true, but a lot of them did feel that way, which is why they voted for him. And I yeah. could see I and could they, see like Roseanne the, Connor being that person. Totally, and I was, I was. Yeah. They were, they were saying that like, there's no way this strong woman who didn't stand for any bullshit, who fought for like women's equal rights, like in the in the show she did, uh, would yeah. vote for Trump. And I just, that's not true. Like, I feel like I know people in our absolutely lives that are would fall into that strong woman doesn't stand right. for any bullshit category who did vote for Trump. I, and like, I, I know exactly ex- who you're talking about. Yeah, and I was, like, trying to express that. Yeah. And, and, like, the, 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 these people just didn't understand where I was well, coming I, from. I think, I think the major problem here, and I don't want to sound like a Trump supporter sympathizer. No, but I and think we're not. The, we're totally I think not that Trump main, No, but I think that the main problem is that people who are, who are anti-Trump think that everybody that voted for Trump is evil and it's doesn't see them as people racist, anymore exactly, and doesn't yeah. see them as, like, complex beings that have, like, different feelings and see the world differently. And I think that exactly. that's a huge reason why Trump became our president is because yeah, it is. people can't see the intricacies. And I don't want to talk about politics for too no, long. but I don't either. I, but... I, I think that that's... And I don't have a problem with them writing it that way. I just hope that and it's I don't a either. big part of the show. But, but also the other part of it is that it's going to show Jackie uh, yeah. as a Hillary supporter. And that's it's awesome. going to show the, like trouble that that causes in a family when Which there real. are people yeah. and it's totally real and it's something that exactly. I can relate to and right. I'm like and I think it's good that they're putting that in like in no, a, like I don't I, I don't want I don't think it's good if she's using it to like you know push her views on right. being a Trump supporter but I do think it's important to show the different like the how much trouble that can cause in a family and I also think that it's important to show on TV that there are, like, different types of people that have different types of beliefs, and yeah. it's okay. Like, because I feel like a lot of people criticize the, the media and television and Hollywood for being, like, liberal, in a liberal bubble. So I yeah, think it's kind yeah. of cool that a TV show would write its main characters as being yeah. Republicans, even if but also, I don't but, believe in their beliefs. I don't know. I think we'll that's see, it's good we'll to have see how they, Yeah, we'll see how they show it, but I also, yeah. like, I don't know if I would be because on board I'm sure, if I'm sure Jackie that, wasn't going to be challenging Roseanne in that way. You know right. what I mean? Like, if but it was also, just, like, they're all Trump supporters and everything's great and Trump won and we're all going to celebrate, then, yeah. like, I would be upset about that. But they're going to show, like... 
both sides. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see. And I and I can't imagine them writing like Darlene as being a Trump supporter. Oh no, totally. You know? like, yeah, I'm absolutely. sure it's gonna be. Sure. There's gonna be a lot of different opinions. Exactly, and that's and realistic. I could I could totally see them writing like. Um, Dan as like being like I'm not even gonna talk about this like him yeah. not having an opinion yeah. and Roseanne being like really like you know I can see yeah. that kind of I can see but we'll that see too. I'm excited I'm so, for like, it I think it's gonna be awesome. A lot of people were like oh, I'm not gonna watch it anymore but that's see, it that's, like, I think that's, that's, that's the dumb. problem yeah. that's the problem in this country. <laughs> I agree. Ugh, Jesus Christ which is like I've said it before like that's why I'm kind of glad that I lived with daddy during the election because i was forced to communicate with a trump supporter the entire time (laughs) so i i wasn't able to like to see them as exactly and i think a lot of people are they're just like oh well but this one girl that was arguing with is like well my family voted for trump also and but they're sexist and racist, so that's why. Like okay. I was like, but well, you know, that's you must experience. have a different kind of relationship yeah. with your family then. Like, that's, right. it's like my dad. I don't see is daddy that, that way person. at all. Like, yeah, I, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, I know people who voted for Trump who are not dumb, uneducated, racist, sexist people. Like, exactly. They just were misguided. They were just yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, so I was like, for whatever reason, they felt right. that they were going to vote for Trump and. But that's not because they're awful. I no. don't know. It's yeah. It's because I they, knew you would understand. I knew yeah, you would have no, the totally. same, <laughs> same opinions. And as honestly, about this. like that's fine. And and it's not a show about politics, so I'm sure it's not going to be like a huge thing all yeah, the time. I'm like sure it's maybe they'll be, like, talk one about episode. it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like maybe it'll be like a main thing in one episode, but most of the show, I'm sure they're not going to ever talk about it. So it'll be yeah, fine. I agree. <laughs> I'm sure it will be fine. Yeah. But. Anyway, that's cool. I can't wait for that. It looks really cute, like all the pictures that I saw of everything. It looks awesome. I love Emma Rose Kenny, and I'm so excited about. Well, we should her cover it when it comes. Role. Yeah, we should cover it when it comes out. We should yeah. do an episode. Also, um, speaking of Emma Rose Kenny, John and I started watching Shameless from the beginning, which I watched it in the past, but I hadn't watched the like most recent few seasons, and John had never seen it at all, so he started it over. And I love nice. it even more now than ever. So yeah. if I, I watched, did you ever watch Shameless? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been caught up in like the you past should watch. four. It's like, Netflix. I, I watched the first two seasons, I think, and mm-hmm. then I haven't been caught up since then. So it's been, I've been, I'm way behind. It's all on but. Netflix except the season that's like on now. So okay. you can watch most of it. Sure. I will. Yeah. Um, um, I've been no. watching Queer as Folk. It's really good. <laughs> I've never heard of it. What is that? Oh, it was a Showtime show. Like back, it started in like two thousand, and it mm-hmm. was about like uh like gay, a bunch of like gay dudes. And that's Pittsburgh. cool. Is it on and Netflix? Really cool. Uh, yes, it's on. Or it's either on Netflix or yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So but I, it was I like it was you know the L the L word also it mm-hmm. was like. I never the L word saw came that out, either. The L word came out after. I've watched the L word too. It's good. Gotcha. Both both good shows. That's but, cool. Uh, it's it's a good. Queer's book is good. I think you'd like it. Awesome. Um, also, oh, I, have you watched oh, Marvelous oh. Miss Maisel? No, not yet. I oh my really god, you have to watch it. It's so good. John and I you just started it, watching Twin Peaks because he's never seen oh, it. No. Either, so I, don't. Yeah. I was like, we we're like halfway through the first episode and I could just see in his eyes that he was just like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, it's going to get only going to get it worse. It doesn't get less weird, but it, no. it, 
it changes like what you like because I could I could tell like what he was expecting it to be like from the way that the first episode is. The first episode it is seems totally, very yeah. cheesy, but it's and, like, like not like it's in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It feels like it's taking itself seriously, but it's not doing yeah. a good job. But that's not it at exactly. all. It's very it's different not. than that. You have to keep it watching is. it to understand what yeah. Twin Peaks is. Have you? Did you watch the new Twin Peaks? No, and not I haven't yet. watched it. We're gonna watch it, it after we're done watching the original. Yeah. But there's this one scene in the very first episode of Toy Peaks where it was like Audrey, you know, talked about Laura Palmer's death in front of a group of uh, of Norwegians, I think yeah. they were saying they were. And yeah. so they all left. And then so like while they're leaving, the woman at the front desk is just going, the Norwegians are leaving over and over again. The Norwegians are leaving. I don't think I caught that the first time I watched it. I'm just dying laughing. Like, she said it over and over and over again. It was so funny. I was dying. (laughs) The show is so good. I love it. So, Scott wanted me to to ask you about Mm -hmm. a possible episode. I I, I was going to ask you before, but I forgot. So, I'll just ask you now. All right, (laughs) cool. He he wants to... We'll see what fans think. Okay, cool. He wants to do... um, he wants to watch watch like one episode of S Club Seven. I talk love that about, show. And then just like talk about that episode on, on one on one Maybe. episode of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> we could do it, but like just like, as like a segment or as like the whole episode. We could do it as like a mini sode. Yeah, I feel like we yeah we could do that as like a mini sode where we just talk yeah. about one. Maybe we could do like one one episode of S Club Seven a month or something. <laughs> like yeah, we could maybe do that because I'm not gonna like watch all of S Club Seven. To, like, I want to watch the whole thing it. again. But yeah, but like I'm not gonna rush to do that. Oh no! <laughs> oh, absolutely not. But if we did like one episode once in a while, I could yeah, yeah I could I could get down with that. I okay, think that cool. Might be a good idea. <laughs> if anybody's like, no, I don't want you to do that. That's just. But I was thinking know. we could do that with other shows too. Like yeah. Other other like silly shows like that that we're not gonna oh, like man. ever. Spend Wait, is S Club Seven like on Netflix? I'm not sure. I haven't looked yet, but I'm sure I it's on like, YouTube. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. I was gonna say I could like buy them on iTunes, but I, if I don't have to pay for them, <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer not to. It's probably. Yeah. Let's try, let's try I only pay for things that, that I really like. I'm not gonna. Well, that's why. That. Yeah, that's why it's like I don't want to spend the time to watch the whole series. So let's just yeah. If we can yeah. watch like an episode here and there on YouTube, I think that'll be yeah. sufficient. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll work out the details of that. All right. Was there but, anything else before we get to the meat of it no. that you wanted to discuss? Okay. Not really. I don't think I had anything else Ow. either. No, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, oh, for any uh, Game of Thrones fans, I'm sure you've already read, but they officially announced that it's not coming back till 2019, which is yeah. very upsetting. But which did you watch? Did you watch? Um. 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 um oh God, my brain is just a big pile of mush. Um, <laughs> a series of unfortunate events, the TV show. Yes. Did yes. You, uh, they they announced the, the release date of season two, and I believe it's March 30th, oh, which good. is very soon, and soon. I cannot wait. I know. I, I love so that. Excited. It was really good. Yeah, Meredith and I talk about it all the time. Oh, my God. It's like one of our favorite it's shows. so good. Because I we really talk like about it. Patrick Warburton on my other podcast a lot, because he mm. is the... Um, 
cheap flight attendant Patrick on the ride Soren in Epcot, and we're obsessed yeah. with him. And he is <laughs> Lemony Snicket in um, oh, yeah. a series of Unfortunate Events TV show, which we we're really, really excited about because of how much we love good old Patrick Warburton. So, anyway, <laughs> those are my. By the way, I'm so excited. I'm going to I'm going to Universal in two weeks. I know. I and I'm very excited. And I listen to if if any of you don't already listen to Disney Girls podcast, you should. Um, that's Jackie's other podcast and it was really good. (laughs) And I just listened to their universal episode and it was really great and informative. So if you're ever planning on going to universal studios, please give that a listen. Or if you're planning on going to Disney world, which there's even more. Yeah. Listen to the rest of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We did one episode of a universal takeover because I went and I did a trip recap video or episode video. If you want, I can come on on and do a trip (laughs) recap too, because I'm also going to Disney. Yeah, we, absolutely. uh, No, seriously do that. We love doing trip recap episodes. I'll talk to you. I think we're going to animal kingdom one day. So. Okay, cool. We should definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Cool. We'll talk about All that. Right, cool. Awesome. Um, but anyway, we should probably get into this week's episode, which is okay. about one of my favorite shows ever um, that I watched, like, pretty much from beginning to end, like, when it actually came out. I think I started around season three, so, like, pretty much... I watched it the whole time it was on. Yeah, which that, I, that's too. not true of many shows, especially newer shows. Yeah. So that's how you know yeah, I this really is, liked it. This is probably one of the show, the only shows that we're going to cover on this, uh, that we've covered so far on this podcast that we've watched like while it was actually on. Yeah, totally. Well, if we ever do one weeds, of the it's only. the same thing with weeds. Yeah. Which we should true. definitely do weeds. That's Although true. I haven't watched it in a while, but. Yeah. Maybe I could maybe I could like just watch a couple episodes. Just watch some. Nice that's what stuff. I I mean, that's what yeah. I did with Mad Men too. I just watched a couple. Now yeah. that was like a month ago, but Right. Because we were supposed <laughs> yeah. to do this. We were like supposed a month to ago. do this a long time ago. Yeah. Oh boy. But, um that's the first time that it's ever happened that we like didn't record for a while and the No, and Christmas I think a lot of and all that a lot nonsense. of podcasts take a break for the holidays. Like yeah, I don't I exactly. think a, a lot of other Ours ones was a long break, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. No. Um I think Undisclosed took a long break too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, other podcasts I listened to took a long break yeah. too. Exactly. Although one of the podcasts I listened to, Small Town Murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts, they kept they keep bragging every every week. You know, most po- podcasts take time off during the holidays, but we don't do that because <laughs> we we're dedicated to the, to this job. <laughs> well, love them; they're so good. Good for them. Do they have sponsors? Yeah, uh, nah, do they? I don't think so. Oh well, never mind. But that. the guy has like three podcasts. Or do they have po- sponsors? I can't think. I can't remember right now. They're like full time comedians. Like that's what they do. But yeah. anyway. Um, so we're talking about Mad Men this week. You want to get us started off? Sure. So <laughs> Mad Men was created by Matthew Weiner. Uh, it premiered on AMC on July 19th, 2007. Mm-hmm. And it ran all the way up until May, wait, is that correct? May yeah. 17th, 2015? Yeah. 15, yep. Yeah. That wasn't that long. It feels longer ago. I know. <laughs> um, I, know. <laughs> uh, I remember Men, watching this season finale, or yeah, season yeah. finale. Yeah, I remember like, that, that too. that long ago. That's so. true. Yeah. yeah, it just feels like longer ago for some reason. 
I've lived a lot of life. That's then. because 2016 and 2017 were the two longest years ever, and yeah. they happened to fall in between the in Mad between. Men series finale and, and now. And right now, yeah. yeah. It was a completely different world in 2015. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it really was. It really was. was. <laughs> no, it was not that long ago. Nope. Um, but Mad Men, if you don't know, is set in a 1960s ad agency in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, it follows the lives of one Mr. Don Draper, played by John Hamm. Uh, Peggy Olson, plays, played by Elizabeth Moss. Pete Campbell, played by Vincent Carthizer. Uh, Betty Draper, who is played by January Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Joan Holloway. I always just call her Joan Holloway, even though her name changes. I know, me Joan too, Harris. even though she's, she's Joan Harris. Always Joan Holloway to me. Played yeah, by Christina Hendricks. The Christina Hendricks. The beautiful, my <laughs> idol, my, what I aspire to look like. I know, me Hendricks. too. That's like the most unattainable. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, man. I mean, like, I dressed up as her for Halloween one year. Oh, yeah, you did. That I think was that fun. was, yeah. Wow, it's that just, was a long time I ago. I just don't have the hips. They're never yeah, gonna, exactly. They're, that's that never going to happen. perfect hourglass shape. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christina Hendricks, uh, mm-hmm. Roger Sterling, who's played by John Slattery, Sally Draper, who's played by Kiernan Shipka, and Megan Draper, played by Jessica Park, uh, mm-hmm. Paré, uh, there Paré, are other, yeah. Paré, there are other characters, which I did not write down, I just, if you have any other characters you want to note. Oh my god, nah. one other thing I mean, that I wanted to talk about in the beginning that I forgot, what? that I will say now, is, okay. so, so you, you've heard about the Sabrina yeah. Show that's coming out that's yeah. been taking place in the I Riverdale world. I saw they announced world. the casting. Did you see it's Kieran and Chipka's playing uh, Sabrina? Yeah, I'm so excited. Dra- Sally Draper. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Like, that's going to be a, awesome. She's a perfect actress to play her. I, think it's gonna be I can't believe how much of like an adult she is now. I know. She's so, so cute. So funny. I know. She's, she's my favorite character, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Sally. And she's beautiful and awesome. Yeah. Well, I think... Mm, yeah, I mean, she's definitely among my favorite characters. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I definitely becomes favorite. more so as the show goes on, too. Well, yeah, I mean, when, when she's it a starts, little she's kid, really young. Yeah, yeah, she's not, totally. Yeah. I think my top three are Peggy, Peggy, um, yeah. Peggy, Peggy Joan, Joan, and, and Sally. Sally, yeah, me too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. There are times when I really like Megan, and, like, I was her for Halloween one year and stuff. yeah. But, like, she's yeah, also she's a little just, flighty and, you know. And she's just also not that important. Yeah, that's true. And also, like, any woman that has to have a relationship with Don comes out looking bad. I because know. Don is just so horrible. I know. I mean, like, I feel, I end up feeling, like, feeling for Betty so much. Oh, my like, God, me too. So but she still but looks terrible her. as like, a person. She's yeah, She's an awful person. She really is. <laughs> but I still yeah. feel bad for her. Oh, yeah. A I lot. mean, especially then, in the beginning when she's, like, still with Don. Yeah. Like, you know, when they, and they, like, like, that whole time I really do feel bad for her. And then when she, like, gains weight and has to, like, lose weight, I don't know, like, is yeah. she... There's there's a lot of emotion there, and she's such she a good never, actress. January never, Jones is fucking amazing. She is, yeah. But I, I've yeah. heard that she's, like, not a good person. Like, really? The actress, yeah. I've never heard that, but I could see it. I don't remember what I heard about that. <laughs> I don't know. She seems cool, but I can yeah. see it. I remember, I don't, she's also I wish beautiful. I, she is beautiful. 
Uh, like yeah. all the like most of the women on the show are beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they all are. <laughs> they yeah. really are. Yeah. I mean, Allison Brie isn't like beautiful, but she's really she's cute. She's cute. She's really yeah. cute. Yeah. Mhm. I forgot that she was in this. Yeah. Yeah, Trudy. She's Pete's <laughs> wife. Yeah, Trudy. Yeah. <laughs> I know when John and I were watching Community, I was like, "That's Trudy Campbell." Yeah. <laughs> and her character is like not Trudy Campbell. Not at all. Have you have you not watched Glow yet either? No, I don't oh know my if I ever will. Maybe I will. Why? It's Alison Brie. I know. It's it just so good. The, the, the like whole concept of it doesn't really intrigue me, but no, like maybe it's I'll good. like it. You'd like it. Yeah. Maybe we'll give it a try when we run out of things to watch again. Yeah, Scott really liked it. John would like it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he he would probably like it. I don't know if I'll like it. But we'll no, like you it. will. You'll like it. You will yeah. like it. I promise. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what else? I mean, what stands out to you most about this show? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a huge reason why I loved it so much was, like, the time period it was set in, because I've always mm-hmm. been obsessed with the 1960s, and you kind of see, because it starts in the early 60s and ends at the end of the 60s, you see, like, how much the world changed. How much the world changed, yeah. It's such a, that decade is such a transitional period in American history, and you really, like, you know, you see what that means in a workplace for women and yeah, for people huge. of color. Like, from the beginning to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's, it's Like, really, from the early 60s, in the early 60s, it was very yeah. much, every woman was just a secretary, didn't have a voice at all, all the men treated them whatever way they wanted, and not that that changed, like, there was, oh, yeah. there's even still work to do in that, in that area, oh, yeah. but you could see how it progressed a little bit, like, from well, the beginning and, of the 60s to the end. Yeah, and the way they portray it in the show is really good, too, like, it, it shows it exactly how it was, but it doesn't glamorize it. It exactly. doesn't, like, whitewash it, but it doesn't glamorize it either. It just shows you how kind of fucked up it was. It, yeah. And I, I specifically remember this one scene where they, like, had to put the, like, black girl in the front, like, reception area. Yeah. That, like, they, they, like, had to because Dawn, they had right? to show yeah. that they had a colored woman mm-hmm. working for their company. And just, like, little things like that that are just, like, seem minor but mean so much in the world that that they yeah. lived in then it's like it just really shows you a good picture of what was happening and then even um, one like when they had they had like a jewish client and they like brought yes. their one the one jewish guy in the office exactly. like it's the like meeting. that's the way that they show diversity is to put the one yeah m- like minority they, person they out in, there, yeah, yeah exactly right to 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 show that oh yeah see we're yeah. and we're diverse, then and then yeah. You know, Joan is able to become a partner, but only because she sleeps with someone. Oh to get my there. god, that that was you know, heartbreaking. That was, that I was know that was like one of the hardest things to watch. Yeah, and that's like I mean exactly what we're talking about now in society with the whole Me Too movement. It's like all yeah. of these prominent women in Hollywood that wouldn't be where they are today if they hadn't like yes Harvey Weinstein or you know yeah. like it's. It's so real and so crazy, and that was definitely, like, all of that is a standout for me in the show and why I loved it so much, but I think the main reason I loved it so much was because everyone's close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just aesthetically no, so pleasing sure. to me. It was, it's definitely, was like, a very important like, show, oh. and it showed a lot of, like, oh, yeah. it, sh- <laughs> Which is it, why I started it with showcased that. a lot of, like, 
social issues. But yeah, yeah. the clothes. <laughs> I mean, I bought a replica reproduction of the dress that Megan wears when she does the <laughs> Zuby Zoo song for Don's birthday. Like, I oh literally went on Etsy and I found someone who had made one previously because I bought this like maybe a year after that season aired. So she had made one right after the episode aired, but she hadn't made another one since then. And I messaged her and I said, I know you've made this before. Can you do it again? And she was like, if I can get the fabric, I will. (laughs) I paid so much money to get this dress made and it's awesome. And I've worn it once, but it just sits in my closet as this wonderful show piece. (laughs) You know? I feel like one day you'll have an occasion to wear it again. I've, I've been thinking that since I bought it, and then one yeah. day I will. I don't know how I found clothes to wear to, for Joan. It was just like, because, well, I just wore, like, work clothes. I wore, like, yeah. a pencil skirt and, like, a top. Right. It wasn't perfect, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm I just ridiculous, and I always that. do that for Halloween. Like, I did that this year, too, yeah. with my Daenerys costume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. This is who I am. Whatever. Although last year when I was Bellatrix, it was just stuff I put together from stuff I bought at Gypsy Warrior because all yeah. of our clothes looked like stuff that she would wear. So I was able to put a Bellatrix <laughs> costume together with stuff Super I have, easy. too. Yeah. Just mess up your hair and wear a lot of black. Done. Yeah. We have stuff from, like, because I wore something from the re- like for the Renaissance Fair, too. I wore, like, my yeah. corset from the Renaissance Fair. And then a, black, a long black skirt. It's like the <laughs> type it. of people that we are allow us to have those things on hand. I don't think exactly. everyone would have a Bellatrix costume true. just waiting in their closet. <laughs> That's true. It's just like we who do. we are. Yeah. <laughs> like I wore those clothes all the time, like in regular life, just not together. Yeah, yeah. Not the exactly. way I put them together. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so oh boy. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about any of the episodes that you had listed? Or um, sure. So I have a couple. I could I could read through what I have. I wrote. Cool. I found an article that was talking about like the best episodes of all time, and I wrote I wrote down like a few of the episodes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, we could just like talk about the episode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this first one um, kind of goes in chronological order. So the first one is called "Shoot." It's from season one, episode nine, and this. Episode was actually directed by Freaks and Geeks creator Paul Feig. Oh my god, that's so cool! Right? Oh wait, a whole other side note. Judd Apatow released a stand-up special and it's on Netflix and it's amazing and you need to watch it right oh, now. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll, let's pause and I'll watch it right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, we're back. She just watched the episode. I'm oh, just yeah. I oh, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but anyway, this episode... <laughs> This episode digs into Betty's internal life for the first time as she is tempted by a potential renewal of uh, the modeling career she had before she had met she had the kids mm-hmm. and married Don. Um, because as Don potential- ruins women's lives and takes yeah, them away from exactly. their careers. He does mm-hmm. everything. Yep. He's so, so as a potential front for a Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola campaign, the issue, unfortunately, is that the job has come about from rival agency McCann Erickson, which <gasps> is... The company that Scott just worked his last day at today. Oh my god, today was his last day? Congratulations, yeah, last Scott. Day, but yeah, yeah for anyone for anyone out there who thinks that that's really cool, I think it's really cool. Isn't Natalie's it cool? boyfriend actually worked for McCann Erickson. McCann, yeah. <laughs> MRM McCann was the name of it now, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I guess the Erickson left. Ad agency. But, but so, yeah, he just mm-hmm. his last day was today. He starts his new job on Monday. So cool. 
So. So it's a good weekend. He can just like hang and not have a job. Like he doesn't have any responsibilities right now. <laughs> he literally you know? has it's no Monday. no time off. <laughs> he just has. I, yeah, but it's a weekend. But he that's, doesn't have any. Fine, he doesn't have any work looming over him. Like that he that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Monday. exactly. Yeah, totally. Right. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have any responsibilities until Monday. Like when yeah. he starts a new job, obviously. But he's the newbie, exactly. so he won't have but anything he'll, yet. He'll have Probably, like, the whole month that he won't have, like... A, a, right, he won't have anything, like, that he's specifically responsible for that everybody's, like, counting on him for yet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the only good thing about starting a new job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is no responsibilities. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so the rival agency, McCann Erickson, um, as part of their attempt to poach her husband away from Sterling Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, when Don ultimately turns them down, Betty's job evaporates. So that fucking sucks. Like, she was going to have this opportunity to restart her modeling career because she's still fucking gorgeous. Even oh, my God, yeah. Uh, and she can't because Don, stupid job. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have to take a job just so she can get a job. Well, no, but, but like, it's just another still, way yeah. that, like, she, that he gets right. in the way, like, of her of happiness. Course. Yeah. Because like he doesn't want, kind of. he doesn't want to be a husband, but he wants to have a wife that takes exactly. care of the house and the children so that he doesn't have to do it. Which yeah. comes up as an issue later with Megan, too, because she wants to follow she her wants dreams. To be an actor, and yeah. he needs somebody to be home taking care of people. Exactly. And him. And yeah, he's the fucking worst. Well, he and, like, goes that's, off and sleeps that's with actually, he wants to. This was another thing that I wanted to say about why the show is interesting is because it follows a man who has very traditional ideas about the world, but also has like kind of a rebellious streak and yeah. has like a strange way of living life, but still wants, kind of wants things to be the way they've always been. And it, it's interesting to see that person during the the big transition that the world was in in the 60s and yeah. like how he handles it and everything. Because like, he's kind of in really that transition. Like, he's kind of living yeah. on the edge between right between those two things also in the same way that exactly. the world was changing. Yeah, Which totally. is kind of like what I was just saying about him wanting to have a wife at home. It's like he wants to be able to go out and experience the crazy world of the 60s, but then be able to go go back home, exactly, be able to go back home and know that he has the safety and security of a 1950s, like, mom slash wife. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The show's, like, has a lot of, it's it's very deep in a lot of ways. It is. It is really deep. There's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of... Yeah. One, a, I mean, one it's a really scene good show. Stood, one scene that really stood out to me, which they were, it, it's subtle, but also not at the same time. It was, mm-hmm. in, I think it was in the earlier seasons, they went on a picnic, like the Drapers. Oh, yeah, I know Betty exactly what kids, you're about to say. Yeah. And they just, like, <laughs> left all their garbage. No, she takes the, the like, blanket oh, yeah, the that blanket they were sitting and on just and she waves, just shakes it out. Shakes it out with all the garbage. With all the garbage. All just, the place. Yeah. And then they get in the car. Yeah. And then Which also, like, like... It was, like, this picturesque, like, perfect 1950s family yeah. snapshot. And then they showed you that, which is, like, you know, everybody's always talking yeah. about how the world was great in the 50s or whatever, but... Exactly. This, this perfectly showed you how there was another the side of today. it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, yeah. like, I remember when the neighbor was pregnant... Remember their neighbor? Oh, yeah. And she was just she smoking was, like, up smoking a storm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Exactly. And that's so, Benny like, Lewis, realistic. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny that how it's just, like, they just show it, but, you know, obviously they don't comment on it. But it's that's just, why it's so yeah. smart. Yeah. Because they just show it as it is, because that's as just it was, how it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They just showed things for the way they were, and the, mm-hmm. all the sexism in the show, too. Yeah. Like, Right, they don't outright tell you all the men in the 1960s are sexist and alcoholics and, you know, they just show you what those things mean and what the implications of those things are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember when... Ugh, this just just jumped out of me when we said alcoholism. When they, like, went out to lunch and Roger, like, they they drank, like, a bunch of white Russians and ate a bunch of oysters. (laughs) And then they, like, ran up the stairs and, like, Roger, like, had a heart attack or something. Or, like... Yeah, oh my god, holy shit, yeah. There's a lot of things like that. Like, or when, what's his name? Who, who's the one that peed his pants? Which one? Oh, Freddie Remsen. Yeah, Freddie Yes, Freddie, Freddie. Yes. Yeah, oh my he, god. I mean, he had a lot of problems, and he I was definitely... I felt so bad for him. Oh, really? He was, like, Me too. sad sack. He was. And I read a thing that the actor who plays him is, like, Bill Murray's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, which I did not know that. No, I did not know that. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, he was sad. I loved him, though. And then the show oh. also showed, like, um, what's his name? Sal? Sal mm-hmm. Romano? And yeah. how, like, he was a gay man, and, like, he could not be openly gay. And, like, right, exactly. How that was, that's, like, a thing in the 60s. It was, like, oh, not yeah. gay at all. Absolutely. So, it's... Yeah, it's they touched on all of those all the points. things that were and like you said, really the, important like and the, the, When they got the one black woman that they hired in the right. office, exactly. like, it was a huge deal to hire her. And then, yeah. Exactly. And they put her right up front so that you could see her, so that yeah. everybody knew that they weren't racist they, or whatever, yeah. even though that's yeah. such a small thing to do, and that it should just be totally normal that you hire. Yeah. Oh, man. It's crazy. No, it's just so yeah, good. Though. So, um, so let me see what else. So this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what other like storylines. So yeah, okay. So let me just finish this. Oh yeah, about this episode. So mm-hmm. um, so after Betty is the job evaporates. Um, it's sad evocation of her unfulfilled dream, uh, of her unfulfilled dreams, and hammers home her complete lack of independence. Which mm-hmm. makes the episode's conclusion, making clear the pun in the title, the title's shoot, uh, so satisfying. After feuding right. with a neighbor after their dog Polly ate one of his birds, she marches onto the porch, cigarette hanging from her lips, and opens fire at the pigeons. Remember that? Oh See? my god, yeah. I do remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh, that man. was like her. Yeah. 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 Right. It's awesome. Yeah, I want to rewatch this show. There's a lot of like things so like good. that that I that I probably don't remember that were great. Because yeah. <coughs> I haven't watched it since like 2007. You know when it aired. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I watched. I think I rewatched it like a couple times. Really? I never did. <coughs> At least once. Yeah. And then I watched a few episodes um, like a month ago when we were mm-hmm. when we first started. Um, yeah. 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 So I have other episodes I can talk about. Yeah, go for it. And then, you know, we can, whatever. Uh, so the next episode I wrote down is The Jet Set, season two, episode 11. Um, mm-hmm. This episode sees Don and Pete in LA for an aeronautics convention. 
uh, but in true Don fashion, he's soon easily distracted. Uh, heading off for a drive, a party, and some heat stroke induced sex with the enigmatic Joy. Remember that? When he, like, he oh, just, yeah. they're, like, going to the convention, <laughs> he just, like, leaves and, mm-hmm. like, goes to this party. And, Which is the kind of thing that he did all the fucking time. Yeah, he's just, like, not, tr- like, not trustworthy or no. reliable in any way at all. But, like, I mean... But he's, like, so good at his job, so everybody puts up with his also, shit. But also... Like, and as it, like, unfolds throughout the show, you start to learn little bits and pieces about his past, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's not Don Draper. <laughs> that's not even, oh, yeah. you know, that's like, that's not even his name. Not even his name. Yeah, he, exactly. He lived a completely different life before he became I mean, Don his story Draper. is heartbreaking, too. It like, really his is. life is awful. And it, it, it gives you, like, a little snapshot into what, like, why he is the way he is, because yeah. he's... He's trying to change and be a successful, like, city man that he never could have been before being the person that he was when he grew yeah. up. So, I mean, his dad You do was, definitely feel yeah. for him. Yeah. His, yeah. It's he crazy. Was, what was his whole story again? His dad was a, like, a drunk and a terrible person, and his mom was a sex worker. Yeah, his name and was he, Dick dad, Whitman. Yeah. And his dad, cheat like, cheated on his right. wife and mm-hmm. so and then his dad died and then while we and he, was, so he was raised by yeah. his his dad's wife mm-hmm. and she treated him like shit because he was bastard child and was right. a, you know the reminder that his her husband had cheated on her exactly and then while while he was in the in korea yeah one of like one of the people who was like in the war with him, died, yeah. and he, who was Don Draper, identity, and he, yeah. when he came back, he assumed his identity, yeah. But then he had had a brother, remember? Right, yeah, and then, so then, it starts to catch up with him, because yeah. he sees him, and is like, oh my god, it's, you know, it's Dick Whitman, and he's yeah. like, no, like, no, that's not me. Yeah, but, that, but then that's his how brother, we slowly learn about it. And then his brother cool. kills himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was so sad. And then fucking Pete Campbell like finds that out about all that and like tries to fucking like blackmail him into getting like partner or whatever. Yeah, Pete Campbell. Like as much of a shithead as Don Draper is, no one is worse than Pete Campbell. He is the literal worst Worst slimy weasel piece of shit on the planet. He was horrible. He did not deserve Trudy. No, Ugh. not at all. Oh, man. He's, like, the epitome of, like, a fucking trust fund, like, slime ball. Oh, yeah. Douchebag. Remember that whole storyline with fucking Alexis Bledel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that was sad. Ugh. That was really sad, too. He so is sad. like literally. Oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> like, well, we're definitely going to talk about like one of the saddest episodes ever, right? Which one? We could talk when, about it now. When, um, uh, god damn it, my brain is literal mush today. Literal mush. Oh my god. You're talking about Lane Price. Yes, when Lane yeah. Price kills himself. So fucking sad. <laughs> I couldn't think of what his first name was. I'm like, Price. His name's Price. Sterling Cooper Price. Draper Price. Yeah, Price. What yeah. is his first name? Uh, yeah. God damn it. It's been a long week. Yeah, it's when okay. he kills himself. That yeah. is... And it's so cool because 
I mean, uh, I, that's that's a poor choice of words, but <laughs> that whole thing about him like getting the jaguar and yeah, and then the he, you know, he goes to turn it on and it doesn't turn on because oh jaguars God. notoriously had yeah. electrical problems. Oh and my God. That could have saved awful. his life, but then, you know, he, he really means away. it, so he hangs himself, which is, like, the worst thing, because oh then that happens at work, and they have to find him like that. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Oh, my God. I know. That was horrible. And, like, fucking Joan. And his like, poor she, wife. Like, Joan oh was really God. close with him, too, wasn't she? I know. They were, like, yeah. Oh, man. So Ugh. sad. Terrible. And he didn't his wife like bought him that jaguar because she thought that he like got a big bonus or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. But like that didn't really happen. He like stole the money. Is that what happened? I'm, I'm I don't like vaguely remember. piecing I don't this remember. together. Yeah, I think there was something like that. They were like supposed was... to get bonuses and didn't, and he like wrote himself the he check. He wrote himself anyway. a check. Yeah, he yes. wrote himself a check. Yeah. And thought yes. he was going to be able to pay it back because but he thought that they got... were going to get the bonuses late or like yeah. something like that. And then found out that they weren't, and he couldn't pay it back, and then they found out what he did. And but he did, and then His he wife thought, was, like, so proud of him or whatever, and yeah. he, he, like, couldn't he live with himself, family, and that's why he... he like, he, like, yeah. moved his family all, all over... All, all the way, way to America. America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh, my gosh. That was definitely, terrible. like, the saddest storyline that there was, for sure. Yeah, oh, man, that was horrible. And he was such a good guy too, like especially in comparison to like I know, Roger he really was and Don. A good guy. Yeah, like, you know. Or Roger Sterling's a piece of shit too. Roger Sterling's a piece of shit, but there's something about him that's he just so likable. Yeah, exactly. He's got charisma. He does have charisma. I wouldn't want to like be in any type, any type of relationship with him, but no. to like hang out with him for a night could be fun. You know? Can we talk about the babies that these men have? Uh, oh yeah, just the millions that, of, like, of children like Jones, that these Jones men have baby. fathered. Roger's oh the God. father of Jones' baby. And, I know. And then Pete Campbell uh, knocked up Peggy. Remember? I That's, know. That was fucking sad too. That was a crazy well, storyline. And she, she was, was madly pregnant, in love with him, too. And she didn't know she was pregnant. And then she mm-hmm. goes to the hospital for, like, stomach pains. And they, like, tell her she's having a baby. And then she, like, won't, doesn't want to see the baby. But then her sister, like, takes the baby. Remember? Yeah, that's right. So she's yeah. like, Which you find out, like, after the fact, right? Yeah. I feel like they, no. that, the way they, out like... Yeah. The way they revealed that was, like, weird, Wait, I remember. Did, did her sister take the baby? Yeah. I don't think she, like, raised the baby, though, did she? Or she... Her sister? Um, maybe yeah. I'm getting that wrong. I don't think know. so. She maybe put it up for adoption. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they put the baby up for adoption. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I honestly don't remember. We definitely should have, like, rewatched the series before we talked about this, because it's been a long time, but it's fine. I did. <laughs> it's I rewatched totally that fine. episode a month ago. You did, and, and you still can't remember. Yeah. That's okay. If anyone out there has watched this show like thirty times and is really annoyed with us, please tell us that we that we suck. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what the podcast is. It's us remembering exactly the show. We never to we never claimed to be smart or knowledgeable. <laughs> we never do. No. <laughs> this is not an educational podcast, like no, you said. It certainly isn't. I classify it as entertainment. Take that. Take from that what you will, okay? It's entertainment. Could mean anything. You're entertained by how dumb we are. You're entertained <laughs> by the 
slight noise in the background, whatever it is you're entertained Make a by. drinking okay. game about how, how many times we say the word like. And then subsequently die. <laughs> best review oh, ever. Uh, really, seriously, the best review ever. It would have been better if it was five stars. But oh, know, yeah, whatever. that's true. <laughs> what am yeah. I nitpicking about here, oh, you know? Whew. Um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, no, I didn't all, finish, the whole. But so, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna start no, talking no, no. about something completely different. No, go, go ahead. We're we're fine to go on tangents. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just gonna start talking about Roger's life and all of the women that yeah, <laughs> that he. Roger's just as bad as Don. I know, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's in a different way, almost. Like, the way Roger does it is in a very... Well, and it's in, like, a very generic, like, man cheating on his wife with his secretary way, whereas, like, Don is, like, really sneaky and weird and does weird, bizarre things. Yeah, well, that's his whole life. It's, like, (laughs) living different identities. Exactly. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, Don. Never like Roger knows who he is. He's just a, a dick, you know. Don, does Don ever sleep with his secretaries? Yeah, Megan was his secretary when oh, they met. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's but that was like a uh, that that was the more normal situation of the cheating that Don yeah. did. You know, like yeah. that was like his fr- ending of his first marriage, and then in his marriage to Megan, that's when shit really hit the fan. We should, yeah, we should have made a list of all the. Women that Donna slept with. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been what, something we did. We could try to list Try them to piece now. it together. I don't know if we can, but maybe. There was Rachel Mankin. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was that woman who was like an artist. Oh, yeah. She was name. really cool. She was cool. Yeah. There and was... then there was the one that the, what's her name, that plays Lindsay Weir on Freaks and Geeks plays. Oh, yeah. She was like. She um, comes later. They li- like lived in, she was like the wife of somebody who lived in their building. L- Linda right? Cardellini. Yeah, she yeah, lived Linda. like downstairs from them. That was. Sylvia yeah. Rosen was her name. That was when she and was they, like, with, that was when Don was with Megan. Yeah, and they were like friends with Sylvia and her husband. Yeah, yeah. And then the, she and Don started sleeping together. I always liked that storyline though because I really like Linda Cardellini. There was what's her name Barrett, Barrett Bobby Barrett. Oh yeah, Jimmy oh, Barrett's wife. That's right. God damn, that, guy was, so that guy was a real piece of shit. <laughs> Jimmy Barrett. I know. I oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he like made fun of the Utz potato chips wife guy, Utz <laughs> yeah. potato chips guy's wife because she was I forgot about a fat that. woman. Oh man, yeah, these people up. were all shitty as hell. They were all fucking terrible. I know they really like, were. Who was the most like good person on this show? Who do you think? Maybe Peggy. Yeah, she Peggy. was the most pure. You know, she just yeah. like wanted to be taken seriously and let's talk to work about hard. Peggy. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about Peggy a little. bit. Peggy's definitely like my main Peggy's... like. If I wanted to become a person on this show, it would be yeah, Peggy. not that she Me didn't too. have a hard life, but she's just all around like interesting. Strong she's person. She's strong. She fucking worked yeah. her way. Like, that was not a thing women did, was, like, work no. their way up from secretary to, They like, slept their fucking... way up there like fucking Joan did. And Peggy <laughs> didn't do that. I mean, yeah. she slept with... No, she never with, did. She slept with... What's his name? Um, Pete. Pete. 
but not to get ahead. That was, like, the very beginning, no. And she was, like, in love with her. Benefit her in any way, yeah. No. Was... It, in fact, it did the complete opposite of benefit yeah, her. Yeah, fucking yeah. Like, she but... probably could have slept with Dawn at some point. I always kind of felt, like, a tension between them. Like, they definitely, maybe, yeah. maybe in a different world, they could have had a relationship together. Like, if they, maybe. like, were alive in the early 2000s. Not today, because want, today is almost like the same to, as it was in the 60s, but... I kind of like know. to think they end up together later. Yeah, like, like when... Because, like, series. at the very end, Don has become a different person again. Yeah. And he's very, like, introspective and, like, And Peggy's not really with anyone at the time. Like, No, right? I did like, like that was, guy she was with. I liked the, that, but then like, she, she like, left guy. him. Yeah, I liked I him know. a lot. But then she fucking slept with Doc Phillips. I like, know. gross old guy. <laughs> You know. No offense, but like, she she was not cool. She was like not cool enough to be with the activist guy. That's true, and I feel like Peggy. Yeah. Like, I also like. I feel like if she had stayed with him, they would have gotten married and had a baby, and like she probably would have just become a, a mom. Like, they not that he was like Westfield. like that, but I could see that happening. You know, they would have like, like moved to Westfield. Yeah, and they were like comfortable together, <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. that probably would have happened. Whereas Peggy needs probably. to be on her own so that she can like conquer I the agree. world. And I yeah. think maybe maybe her and Donna end up together later on. Maybe they do. Maybe they absolutely, absolutely may. They, they absolutely might. Like when Peggy's too old to even have kids anymore, mm-hmm. and Don is too old to sleep around anymore. Exactly. Um, they just yeah. want to like finally have a relationship and like because I feel like, like she's the only woman that Don other, yeah. ever really respected. Yeah. She. Yeah. Totally. She totally. Like is. I mean, he did with Joan too to an extent, but their relationship was very different. I think they had had a thing. Oh, I'm previously. sure they did. Like, before the show was supposed to have started, like, yeah. Joan and, and Don had slept yeah. together. Like, Absolutely. That was, a thing. was it? I don't know if yeah. they ever talked about it, but I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. I love Joan, too. I just feel like she, like, played into the system too much, whereas Peggy never did. Peggy yeah. always did her own thing. Without, yeah. like, stirring up too much trouble, but she always, like, did what was right, like, what she felt like was right, which is why I think she's definitely the most, like, honorable of the characters i give her the morality award have you watched the handmaid's tale no i haven't. oh That's my god you have to watch, to watch it you have yeah. to watch it it's so good i know so i have a list oh i finally god. started watching this is us it took me how long <laughs> okay i'm still not done with it so just put that away and watch the handmaid's tale because it's way better than this no, is us <laughs> i love this is us so good natalie there's not that much I left know. i have to finish it it's not that long yeah but yeah. The Handmaid's Tale is only one season, too, but it's so fucking good. I'll watch Jenny, it after. So I have good. a whole life ahead of me. I only turned 25 yesterday. <laughs> I have a whole maybe 25 years left before I die. To watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, everybody say, send Jackie a happy birthday. It was her birthday yeah. yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. My birthday, as I kept we're, calling Too bad it. we're not going to make it to Molly McAleer's birthday party tonight. I would have oh, loved yeah. to do that. I mean, it's already 7 o'clock, and I still have to do my homework. Actually, I'm no. not doing my homework tonight. It's due tomorrow, but I'll probably do it on Sunday, because that's the kind of person I am. So we're having people <laughs> over here to play board games or whatever. Yeah. So. I really wanted to go, but whatever. I really wanted to go, too. Yeah. If I, like, if, we, if I already lived in Jersey City, I would have gone. Yeah, if it was easier to get to the city. Yeah. I mean, I'm right on the train, like, literally. I could walk to the train from my house. I mean, And it goes directly into the city. So could I. I could do that also. But it's like, it's just a little far. Like, it's like, but then, but then we'd have to make sure we got back at a certain time. Like, if I was living in the city, then I would just take the path, and then the path runs every fucking five minutes or whatever. So, yeah, Yeah. it's it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. 
Oh, well. I was happy birthday, Molly McAleer. Happy birthday, Molly McAleer. <laughs> almost the same birthday as me. We're almost birthday twins. Capricorns. She's. Have you started listening Capricorn to her podcast? Capricorn magic. No, have I haven't. Listen to her podcast. She's. I just started listening to See Jurassic Right, and I'm obsessed. Oh, I haven't listened to that. Stephen Ray Morris is the greatest human. Molly McAleer is like an insane person, but she's. So I'm sure funny. she is. She's I crazy. need to listen to it for sure. Yeah, but also, yeah, Stephen Ray Morris. Yeah, you should listen to... Wished you happy birthday on Facebook. I know! Which is I'm amazing. I'm famous, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Just kidding. <laughs> we are famous. We were. We got a shout-out on That's Lauren Lapkus's podcast. Lauren Lapkus so. knows our names. That's she, pretty Lauren awesome. Lauren Lapkus spoke our names. <laughs> I know. That's really cool. Isn't it cool? It is really cool. And then I got a text from my ex-boyfriend saying, <laughs> you're famous. That's the, that's the weirdest part of the story. Right, right. Oh, man. We are off on a tangent, not even about Mad Men anymore. I'm sorry. That's what we That's do. That's okay. That's what we do. We're I, here I to talk. Like, I feel like I know the podcast, like, the episode is going well when we go off on tangents. Me too. It's, I feel like when, well, I, at least for in my opinion, when I listen back, I enjoy the ones where we're just talking about nonsense more Me too. than when we Me stick too. to something. When we're, like, structured. I think we should <laughs> take less notes from now on. I'm fine with that. Okay, me too. We're the most authentically us this way, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I do have some interesting facts. Do you have more episodes you want to talk about? I do, but I don't need to. All right. Um, The facts are fun, and then if we want, at the end, there's like a quick interview that um, John Hamm did with the New York Times about the series finale, and it's it's pretty interesting. Um, It's not very long, so maybe I'll do that at the end. But um, I took some, like, facts from an article on mental floss, um, so, and I just wrote down the ones that I thought were interesting that we could talk about. Okay. Um, okay, so, the first one, before AMC signed on to broadcast Mad Men, Wiener spent some time shopping the script around. Considering its dark content, HBO seemed like the perfect fit. David Chase thought so, too, and delivered the script for the Mad Men pilot to the network's executives himself. Though HBO has never made an official comment about passing on the series, according to a 2009 story in Vanity Fair, both Chase and Wiener told the writer that HBO indicated it would make Mad Men on the condition that Chase be an executive producer, and Chase said he had further discussion with Wiener about directing the pilot, but despite being very tempted by directing, he said no to both propositions, wanting to move away from weekly television. So HBO could have had this show, and then... Wow. It does feel like more of an HBO type show. Like I always felt like AMC was a weird network to have this is, show, but right. Well, yeah, it could have but, been on HBO, but I mean it hmm. fucking worked on AMC. Like it didn't, and it honestly, didn't deter it from being a successful show at all. No, it's better because we didn't have HBO, so I yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, have watched, watched it, it if it was true. on HBO. We watched it because yeah. it was on AMC, which was just a regular That's cable true. channel that we had, you know? It probably reached a broader audience because of that absolutely and they probably could have gotten a little riskier if it was on hbo but i think that they did a pretty good job making it risky on amc so yeah like i was never like you know there should be more tits like that was never an issue no yeah that's true (laughs) which is the only thing really that hbo would have done more nudity yeah yeah so it's really okay it was still just as risque and controversial and And like we said, like, the way they wrote scenarios was so subtle and smart. Mm -hmm. It didn't, it doesn't need to throw it in your face. You don't need that to to get the, the effect that this show had. 
Um, okay, so number two. At least parts of Don Draper are based on a real person, Draper Daniels, the legendary Chicago ad man who, while creative head at Leo Burnett, um, invented the Marlboro Man, which is really cool. Oh, in I did 2009, not know this. I know me either. In 2009, Daniels' wife even penned a piece for Chicago Magazine about the real-life Don Draper, noting that Wiener acknowledged that he based his protagonist, Don Draper, in part on Draper Daniels, whom he called one of the greatest copy guys, which is really wow. cool. Wow. I know. So I'm sure, like, the whole torrid backstory is is not yeah, real, but, like, the real, man, yeah, the, the man. ad man yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. In TV Insider's oral history of the series, Wiener said that nearly a year elapsed between shooting the pilot for Mad Men and its second episode. There's seven years between when I first wrote the pilot and then writing the second episode, Wiener wow. explained. Yeah, because, I mean, he wrote it and then had to pitch the show, yeah. and that took a long time. So by the time he wrote the second episode, it was seven years. Um, that probably said, happens with a lot of shows. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, he said, a lot about my vision changed in terms of how the storytelling would be done. Ultimately, it was done very much in the pilot, the way we continued to do it. But I didn't know if it was just going to be a premise or if we were going to be able to do something like that every week. And obviously they did, so... Kudos to you, Wiener, which is yeah. just the best name. <laughs> I'm a five-year-old. It's fine. <laughs> the fourth one I have here. John Slattery, who played Roger Sterling. This is this is a great one. Originally auditioned for the role of Don Draper. Can you oh, imagine? No. Uh, first of all, I cannot imagine anyone else playing Roger Sterling other than John ben Slattery. Rogerson. Like, he yeah. nails that character so perfectly. I also can't. And he is so yeah. not... Don Draper. <laughs> no, he's just too little. He's too weaselly. Exactly. Like John Ham is the perfect John Hamm's perfect for sure. John Ham is Absolutely. fucking gorgeous. John, I know. John Ham is perfect. I know. I know. I love. You him. remember when John Ham was in Thirty Rock? Do you remember oh that yeah. Episode? When he was oh like yeah. The, like the attractive bubble or whatever. That was so good. Oh my god. 30 Rock's a great show. Also, he was in um he was in that show. Do you remember that show, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret? Yes, I do. He was like him and was like kidnapped and forced to like record a thing or something in that show. Like it was the weirdest shit ever. It was just like a brief second. He was that was a fantastic television program. That was a fantastic television program. Oh man! If anyone's never seen the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret, watch it. It is fantastic. Anyway, um, it gets increasingly stressful to watch. Oh my god! It's like the most anxiety-ridden show. Like it's so hard to watch. Increasingly, it's also fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then in the end, like everyone, like the whole world just blows up. So spoiler alert. <laughs> It literally oh, gets increasingly alert. it literally gets increasingly bad enough to the point where like everything's just gone. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't give away anything that happens it's in the show. David, so David Cross, right? Yeah, David, David Cross. Cross. So like have you ever watched his stand up? It's so dark. Yeah, I think I have seen his stand up. I love him. He's awesome. Anyway. We should um, do arrested development. Did you uh, I don't think I know it well enough to do okay. a show about it, but I do want to really want to watch it because it just came back, and I want to watch the new episode. So I think yeah. I might start it over. Do it. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Uh. 
Anyway, okay, so what's the next one? Um, okay. January Jones auditioned not once, but twice for the role of Peggy Olsen. Can really? you imagine that one? No. Which event- eventually went to Elizabeth Moss, but Wiener had another part in mind for Jones, even if he hadn't really written it yet. I came in for Peggy twice, Jones told The Hollywood Reporter. Matt said... Well, there's another role, but I don't really know what's going to happen with her. He didn't have any scenes for me, so he quickly wrote a couple. So yeah. <laughs> he just, like, probably really loved January Jones and realized that she was perfect for... She was for, perfect for Betty I Jr. mean, she really is. She definitely could not have played Peggy Olsen. No <laughs> way. I don't think she realized that she is, like, a classic beauty. Because, yeah. like, that's not the kind of person that would play a Peggy. You need, like... Peggy a, type is not... Yeah. You need, like, a kind of awkward-looking, pretty but awkward-looking... Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth Moss is smart beautiful, girl. I think, but, yeah. Oh, my God, of but course, she's but she doesn't have that classic... Jones. Yeah, Those, exactly. like, classic, like, if you were going to draw, like, a beautiful girl, you would draw January Jones, you know? Exactly. Like, she's just, like... Yeah. Those classic looks. Like, I don't think she realized that. (laughs) Because how could you think you could play Peggy? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That just makes me feel like... Because she probably is, like, a smart, interesting person in real life. And she doesn't see herself as necessarily just, like, the beautiful girl. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That just made me think of that. But, um, okay. So then... In 2011, Wiener participated in a wide-ranging Q&A with Curb Your Enthusiasm star Jeff Garland, who I fucking love so much. I follow him on Instagram. He's a wonderful person um, in Los Angeles. When asked about how Mad Men might have been different had it sold to HBO, Wiener replied that Mad Men is TV 14, not TVMA. I'm allowed three shits a show. I can say Jesus. I can say Christ. But I can't say Jesus Christ unless he's actually there. <laughs> really? It didn't so, suffer for that, Those are the that, things though. that were different. Like no, exactly. It didn't suffer for it. Like, it's, no. like, yeah, if there were some more fucks in it, I guess it would maybe, I don't know, but more... I don't know. I don't think it would have I mean, made a difference. I don't think it needed it, but it probably would have been nice to have the freedom to say whatever you felt like you yeah. needed to say without sure. having to limit it like that. Like, I know, like, with Pretty Little Liars, there was a lot of annoying things like that, too, that yeah. I, Marlene King, would complain about that it was just, like, ridiculous, like, stupid rules that made no sense that made it harder to write a good scene. But, yeah, it definitely didn't suffer for it because the writing was so good, unlike Pretty Little Liars. Well, yeah, two completely Uh, different shows. The directing in Pretty Little Liars is fantastic. If it weren't for the directing, I don't think that show would have made it past the pilot. Like, (laughs) they just do a really good job painting a story visually. Yeah. That even yeah, though do. the dialogue and the stories are not very well thought out, it still comes <laughs> out as good, you know? <laughs> do you know who was a pretty little, also a big pretty little liar's head? Who? Molly, Molly McAleer. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. We should have her on the pod. <laughs> oh my God. We should go to her birthday party tonight and ask her to come on the podcast. She would, I know. She would, too. Let's go. I bet she would. Let's go talk to her right now. She's we, having like, a birthday really, party right now. Like, we should. No, it's a, she, told, she told us to come at 10. She said, Oh, okay. I invite, so we have time. Like, I invited my real friends at 9, so come at 10, and then I'll have time to talk to you. <laughs> Let's go. She invites, like, she invites the internet. I know. It's awesome. Let's go. To her birthday party. Well, really Karen Fisher to. invited the internet to come hang out with her on New Year's Eve on and New Year's actually Eve, did hang right. out with people. I know. If we were in Seattle, I would have done that. Anyway. Um, okay, this is my favorite one. 
The old school cigarette brand, which played a recurring role on the show since its very beginning, benefited from its association with Mad Men. The company nearly doubled sales during the show's run, selling an additional Uh. 10 billion cigarettes. Yes, this is in reference to Lucky Strike. Which, after reading this, I then realized this show aired from 2007 to 2015, which I believe to be the exact years in which I smoked. Because I started smoking when I was about 13, 8th grade. I graduated 8th grade in 07. And I quit smoking in 2015. That's hilarious. So I'm pretty sure that Mad Men is the reason that I smoked. (laughs) I'll buy that. I I definitely tried Lucky Strikes. Well, yeah, because you're older than me. I can't. I can't. I, I can't blame. Mad Men for my smoking but cigarettes. But I, I also know that I specifically tried Lucky Strikes because of Mad Men, and I hated yeah. them. But I thought yeah, they looked I cool, which is why like I tried Lucky them. Strikes, yeah, no. But we smoked menthol, so I like, yeah. we're a whole different beast. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that, I thought that was funny. I was like, wait that a minute. Funny. 2007 to 2015? That's, That's exactly. definitely the exact years that I smoked for. The exact portion of my they life. They did make smoking cigarettes look cool. They really did because they're just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I felt cool smoking a cigarette when I was 15, let me tell you. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm like, look at me, I'm Although I don't think I started smoking until I was 16. Yeah, yeah. I started way too young. Yeah. Um, Okay, where am I? Uh, Okay, my life... 16 is still too young. I mean, any age is too young. But anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, okay. In quotes, my wife, Linda Brettler, is a big contributor to the show, Wiener told Fresh Air. She reads the scripts and so forth and really weighs in on things, and later and later in the process each year, actually, it's gotten more helpful for her to see, like, he said, like, what I'm trying to do and then weigh in on it. I was reading, like, Quoted from Wiener. I did not in- insert that into the sentence. Okay. <laughs> Wiener like points did not come to... Exactly. He's probably from New Jersey. He did write The Sopranos, so I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, uh, Wiener points to his very specific example of this with Season five's Lady Lazarus episode. It's the episode where Megan quits, where Megan rejects Don's way of life, and Don doesn't even know how painful it's going to be. Uh, my wife pitched this idea that he opens it and sees that elevator is sees the elevator is not there and to me yes it is really physical danger I almost dodged a bullet but what it was really about to me how do I convey to the audience that this man because we've seen him react to things he's going to drink he's going to go and bang some stranger he's going to medicate in whatever way he does how do we express that deep feeling of loss that he has that he has as he says goodbye to his wife to his idealized version of his romantic relationship so this is like exactly what i was talking about before and how we were talking about how don basically ruined betty's life and took away her dreams he was doing the same thing to megan and he kind of like replaced betty with megan in a way and felt like oh this is the new improved version of her and she's like interesting and cool but she's still gonna take care of me and whatever and then megan's like wait a minute i'm a fucking actress that's what I'm doing with my life and I'm young and I can still do it but I'm getting older and I need to fucking like actually start and work yeah. and but like we were uh-oh, saying before uh-oh, too like the world is the world is changing 
So um, I think something happened. Wait, Natalie, stop talking. I think something might have happened to my recording, and I'm worried that it stopped recording at some point. Uh-oh. Um, can we just stop for a second? Should I pause? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, okay, good. Dodge the bullet. Um, Ooh, I really, there's just an error message which is jumping up in my face, and I was so afraid that it didn't record because we've it's lost, happened to us before. We've lost too many episodes. <laughs> we were traumatized. I'm literally traumatized. Especially because I feel like, not to brag, but I feel like this episode's going pretty well. It is. It's great. You guys, why don't you love the podcast more? It's really good. <laughs> guys, like really we said, good. we put very little, if not any, effort into this podcast, yeah. so... Anyway, um, as I was saying... So, what, but you were uh, saying, I was saying... Um, Megan. Yeah. I was in the middle of saying that Megan was an actress and had stopped doing that and wanted to get back into it and wanted that to be, like, her whole life because that's what you have to do when you're in the fucking show business. And Don couldn't handle the fact that he wasn't going to have, like, a little woman at home taking care of him all the time because she was out at all times yeah. doing her fucking job. <laughs> but like we were that. but like we were saying before, the times changed very much from the beginning of the show to the to the end. So like yeah, exactly. while when Betty was Betty and Don got together and Betty was trying to be a model in her career, like it was mm-hmm. of course she was just gonna be a housewife. Like there was exactly, no other because option. that's what she was told her yeah. whole life that she was supposed to grow up to do. Exactly. But Megan like was a younger person. Megan was younger, was yeah. The, this was, like, towards the end of the 60s, and, like, women were doing different things, and, like, they were starting yeah, to exactly. not just be housewives. It was, you know, it was different times. Right. And and being in show business is, like, a whole lifestyle in itself, so not only is she, like, a young woman of the 60s and wanting to be, like, her own person, but she also is in this whole world where you have to be a certain way, and that that way is definitely not being a housewife. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and Don had this, like, very idealized version of what their life together was supposed to be, and she wasn't fitting that anymore. Yeah. And exactly. It's really interesting. And that's cool that his wife is the one that, like, kind of came up with that whole idea. Yeah, that is super cool. I love it. I know. You can tell that there yeah, um, is some female influence in the, some of the writing. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that's another one of my facts. Where is it? Perfect. Here it is. In 2009, the Wall Street Journal went behind the scenes of Mad Men and discovered something interesting. It was a female-dominated world. At the time, seven of the show's nine writers were female, and five of the the third season's 13 episodes were directed by women. That is unheard of. The majority of the people that worked on this show were women. And that's not typical. Like, in writer's rooms No, especially not. it's usually men. Yeah. All male-dominated, and there would be, like, one or two women. Oh, yeah, and, the, and this show started in 2007. Yeah. Like, we were still in a, like, I mean, uh, like I said, today's world is the 1960s again, but there was a brief period of time yeah. during Barack Obama's presidency where see, things seemed to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but 2007 was before was that. Before was, that, that was Bush era. Was yeah. Bush era, exactly. So the fact that this was happening then is pretty cool. I mean, this is 09, but still, that's... It is cool. Yeah. I know. I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Um, oh, this is a funny one. Glenn Bishop, the Draper's creepy kid neighbor oh who God. obsesses over Betty before moving so on to creepy. Sally, is played is played by Matthew Weiner's son, Martin. Oh, really? 
he was cast because he was the best person available for the role. Okay, you know, till yeah, NPR. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never, I would have never thought of him if he wasn't my son. It was actually someone else's idea, and I was counseled against it from all the complications that could happen from him failing at that job. But he really nailed it, and he's a really good actor. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Loved he it. That's what he said. That was creepy, I know, I though. That, that was whole, funny. that whole. Oh um, yeah. See that whole storyline. Because Betty was really she creepy was like, yeah, about she, that. Yeah, exactly. Because she liked like, the way it made her feel. She, she felt attention. like she was yeah. attractive yeah. and desirable, and was which like, she hadn't felt in a long like time. He was like 12 years old. I know. I like, know. if that. He I know. was like a Like, child. he wasn't like 17, like no, a football player, like you know, 12. like he was a fucking And that kid. would still be creepy if he was 17, but like. No, I know, but like, you know, like, like what we were talking about in Stranger Things with fucking Billy and, and yeah, Mrs. And Wheeler. Because like, yeah. <laughs> Billy looks like he's 30, yeah, you know? Exactly. So he's like, got facial hair. Yeah. But Because that actor was, like was obviously a 30. Small child. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. True. True. <laughs> but you can see like a 17 year old boy looking like an adult and a, a mom that hasn't been desired by her husband in t- 15 years yeah. being excited that he is interested in her. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. This is just Different. like beyond that. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which like gives him her ha- a lock of her hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, my so God. Gross. Yeah. And then afterwards, he, like, becomes obsessed with Sally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he's um, a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one I thought was really funny, too. In 2013, then 13-year-old Kiernan Chipka, who plays Sally Draper, told the Huffington Post that she had never actually watched an episode of <sighs> Mad Men. She probably wasn't allowed to. She says... She says, I'm probably allowed to watch them now, but I I don't because obviously I wasn't allowed to at the beginning, she explained. Now I figure it's just best to sort of wait until the show's over Aww. and maybe when I'm 16 or 17, I'll binge watch them or so something cute. fun. I'll go on Netflix or something, she said. Aww. <laughs> Which is so cute. And she's probably right. It probably made more sense to just wait until it was over yeah, at that point. Yeah, <laughs> probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> oh, she's man. So I cute. thought that was so cute. I know, I love her. We'll definitely talk about Sabrina and. Uh, oh my god, I can't wait. Well, we have to do an episode on on so real Sabrina the Re- Teenage Witch. Oh my god, we haven't we'll even done that yet. Talk about. Talk, I talked about I like five different episodes in the Halloween special. Oh yeah, but we I mean, haven't we, actually yeah. covered Sabrina yet because Christina wants to be on it, and she just. I know, but we're never going to be able to do that because she doesn't live in he- in in here in New Jersey. She doesn't live inside here and in, inside the podcast. <laughs> well, next time she comes back or, or home, she comes uh, well, she's when moving she's back, back, right? Yeah. yeah, in summer we'll do it eventually. Or if we when does or if we decide wait, to go out to LA, which I really want to do. I really want to I really do wanna see my friend Malika too. Let's just go. Let's go for like a long weekend, and then we can record Sabrina while we're out there. Yeah, we can. I mean. I have I have vacation time, so like. And then we could go see Jackie Johnson's show. <laughs> oh my can, God! Yes. We could go see her perform yes. with Margaret Barbie, and we can. Oh my God. We can Let's hang go. out with Karen Georgia and. Karen Bob, Georgia Bob, and, Bob and, and Steven and Steven. We sh- you could probably reach out to Steven. <laughs> Because he likes you, apparently. I know. And you could probably be like, hey, can we hang out? I bet he would. Oh, my God. Steven, if you're listening, let's hang out. Let's go. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have for the fact. I mean, there was a couple more, but I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to read them because they're not that interesting. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I have, um, we're a little over an hour, so, I, I mean, feel I feel like, like this good. is a long enough podcast, yeah, I feel like but do you want me to read like... the, do you want me to read the Q&A yes. with, uh, with John Hamm? Yeah. It's pretty that. interesting, Perfect. so. And then okay, cool. End. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so question. Those last few moments of the episode and that transition from Draper's bliss to the Coke commercial has raised many questions about what it means. Is there a correct answer to that question? Um, answer, I think there probably is, but I think, like most stories that we go back to, that it's a bit ambiguous. We had talked about this ending for a long time, and that was Matt Wiener, uh, Matt Wiener's image. I was struck by the poetry of it. I didn't know what his plans were to get Don to his meditative, contemplative place. I just knew that he had his final image in mind. Question, do you have an interpretation of it? Answer, I do. When we find Don in that place and this stranger relates this story of not being heard or seen or understood or appreciated, the resonance for Don was total in that moment. There was a void staring at him. We see him in an incredibly vulnerable place surrounded by strangers and he reaches out to the only person he can at that moment and it's, and it's this stranger. My take is that the next day he wakes up in this beautiful place and he has this serene moment of understanding and realizes who he is and who he is is an advertising man. And so this thing comes to him. There is a way to see it in a completely cynical way and say, wow, that's awful. But I think that for Don, it represents some kind of understanding and comfort in this incredibly unquiet, uncomfortable life that he has led. There was a little bit of crumb dropped earlier in this season when Ted says there are three women in every man's life. And Don says, you've been sitting on that for a while, huh? There are not coincidentally three person to person phone calls. There are, not coincidentally, three person-to-person phone calls that Don makes in this episode to three women who are important to him for different reasons. You see the show, the slow degeneration of his relationships with these women over the course of those phone calls. I think that's really insightful, and I really want to hear John Hamm say those words. Yeah. But I agree, and I feel like, I feel like that, you know, waking up and realizing I'm an ad man is kind of like, the first moment in Don's life where he might actually feel that way because this whole time he's been trying to fake it and maybe, and maybe all this time that is who he was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, question. Was it odd to be shooting these scenes away from your co-stars, January Jones, Kiernan Shipka and Elizabeth Moss and disconnected from the cast members you'd worked with for so long? Answer, Don's journey over the last few episodes was a tricky experience. As an actor, to be set adrift for the last few weeks, really experiencing that aloneness, that self-exile that Don was experiencing, it is very disorienting, which hopefully played. It was thematically kind of perfect. The world carries on, and that's a big question about Don. Did the place fall apart without me? Well, no, that's not how it works. Everybody picks up and thinks, oh, that's too bad. The guy had a nervous breakdown. With January Jones and Kiernan Shipka, we shot those on set. So you can actually have that person sitting right off camera reading the lines to you for Elizabeth Moss. We were three and a half hours up the California coast on the edge of a cliff. When he hangs up with Peggy, that was an incredibly different scene to shoot. We were in the middle of nowhere and they were going to just have um, someone else read the lines off screen for me. Elizabeth wasn't there, but both Elizabeth and I suggested that it might be better if we could have an actual connection on the phone. So she was on the other end of the phone. I'm sure there are other takes off of that scene where I'm much more emotional and Matthew chose to use the ones that are a little more confused and restrained. He's completely bereft. And because of that, he is then open to hearing this information and this story from this stranger. Aww. Um, 
I know. I mean, and that's, I mean, I can understand why they would make the creative decision to use the scenes that are less emotional because that's kind of who Don is. Like, he doesn't really understand what those emotions mean. So him being able to express them correctly is definitely out of character. So it makes sense that they made that choice. Yeah. Um, question. Did you know what was fated for all the other characters too? Answer, yes. I had been at a big table read last summer, so we all knew the story. I liked the misdirection of Joan striking off on her own and inviting Peggy to come along and Peggy having the confidence to say, that's what you, that's what you want to do, not what I want to do, selfishly. I think if she took anything away from being mentored by my character, it was that her confidence and her ability to say, there's something better out there for me, and I'm going to stick it out here and try to find it. The romantic step with Stan is nice and warm and fuzzy, but to me, Peggy's larger resolution was in the penultimate episode when she walks into McCann, the, cocks of the, wa- the cock of the walk, and takes what is hers. And it was pleasant to see Joan recalibrate from that and say, I'm doing this anyway. I don't need a savior man to come in and do a bunch of coke and live in paradise. I'm going to work because I'm good at this. I, I always, I like, I, I like that too, but I always like when Peggy and Joan, like, bonded. Me too, because there's that whole stigma about the two strong yeah, women and wanting to tear each, each other, other down. But, yeah, but that always, shouldn't, that shouldn't be how it is. No, it's not. And they definitely, yeah. like, but it has a bit at times. Yeah, but they respected each other yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, they respected each other. And then when they, like, one, yeah. when they like smoked a cigarette together in one scene, I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, in 2017, 2018, they would be friends, for sure. I think so, too. I think women have really banded together in a yes, pretty wonderful way these days. I, yeah. I know. It's the one good thing that's come out of, like, some of this bullshit. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Okay, there's a few more. Question, have you had the opportunity to... Wait, another thing I wanted to say about that. When I I read the the big table read where where everybody knew the story, I was thinking about the... um, the fact that the guy who played Skills in One Tree Hill didn't know any the stories that were going on for anybody else. He only knew his lines. <laughs> Did they not do table reads for I One Tree Hill? Well, maybe I mean, he I guess wasn't part not of the all table shows reads. do that. Like, because he wasn't that big of a character. Like, maybe they only. Did he was table in every with... episode. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I was just thinking about the how dumb that is. Like that he didn't. He literally yeah. didn't know what anyone else. What was happening to any character? Maybe he just All wasn't he paying was attention during the table reads. <laughs> it's possible. Um. Okay. So sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So have you had any opportunity to digest other people's reactions to the finale? Uh, there's people, answer, there's people saying, oh, it's so pat, and it's rom-commy, or whatever it is, but it's not the end of anything. The world doesn't blow up right after the Coke commercial ends. No one is suggesting that Stan and Peggy live happily ever after, or that Joan's business is a rousing success, or that Roger and Marie come back from Paris together. None of it is done. Matt had said at one point, I just want my characters to be a little more happy than they were in the beginning. And I think that's pretty much true, but these aren't the last moments of any of these characters' lives, including Betty. She doesn't have she doesn't have much time left, but damn if she's not going to spend it the way she wants to spend it. I had to leave right after the screening last night from L.A. and fly back to Atlanta on the red eye. And I had two of the nicest flight attendants in the world who said, why are you here? I said, what? I'm going to Atlanta. And they said, but why? You should... You should be there. I said, that's very nice. I'm still a little stunned, really, by it all. Wow. Um, yeah. 
This is the last one. You said on Sunday at a television academy that after Mad Men and after Don Draper, you will fade into nothingness and all will remember me. <laughs> Do you really think that? How could he think that? Um, answer, chuckles knowingly. I think every actor thinks that when they end a job. You only hope that someone else comes along, that something else comes along. Do I think I will fade into obscurity? Hopefully not yet, but probably at some point I will because that's the nature of all things flesh. That's how it works. It's a hell of a thing to end something like this is... My melancholy seeping through enough um, in a much more healthy sense. We all put the show to bed quite some time ago and said our goodbyes and cried our tears. Everybody's moved on. I'm looking forward to seeing every everyone else's next things. As I said to someone, I'll see you on the love boat. And if you print that, someday, somebody somewhere is going to pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like that. Cool. He seems like such an insightful guy. I like him. I want to meet yeah. him. God, I would love to meet him. And he seems like he like took a big like a lot of times with actors when you read interviews with them or you watch interviews with them, it kind of seems like they're so disconnected from their character. Yeah. Um but he I feel like feels so connected to his character but not in a way where he's like taken it too far and got too method and is crazy. Like he just like actually feels yeah, something for the show the and this character yeah. that he played. Exactly. Yeah. Which which is nice to it's nice to hear because it, sometimes it shatters the illusion a little bit when you hear somebody talk about their character and say that they didn't know what was going on in the yeah. story for all the other characters and only yeah. knew their lines. <laughs> like, God damn it, Skills. Well, Skills is, yeah. Not definitely not as deep of a character. Yeah, but when Hillary Burton talks about that show, yeah. like, the way she talks about it is that she had such this strong connection to it, and, like, that's the way I felt about One Tree Hill, so hearing a character in the show not feel that way was very upsetting for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there was an actor on Mad Men who would say something that would do the same thing to me. But reading this article was nice because it's not that. And he clearly, like, understands it and understands the importance of this show. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Which is cool. Totally. Yeah. Well, mm. all right. Yeah. Do you have any more? Or is that it? That's pretty much it. I mean, we yeah. definitely didn't talk about everything. I mean, no, but I that's think that's fine. We it's a long up. show. <laughs> yeah, we have totally. a couple of new reviews that we could I could read. Oh, we do. Yes, go for it. Um, yeah. So this one is from uh, Satan Forever. I'm at work here. <laughs> Sad forever. I'm at work here. <laughs> Sad forever. I'm at work here. I feel here. like this may be somebody we know that just is a, trying to disguise it, but maybe not. So anyway. <laughs> Is it me? Did I write it? No, but I feel like it might have been Scott. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> and he just won't tell you. No, he would do know. that. Like He'll tell yeah. you, like, in 50 years. Yeah. Like, guess Sa- what? I'm the one that wrote that review. Everyone. I don't know, but it's a good review. It might not be. Who knows? We have if you're one. out there and you wrote this, tell us. Yeah. Scott's going to, like, make a fake Instagram account. <laughs> 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 but I want to read it because it's nice. Yes, read it. Okay, so the authentic, original, often imitated but never surpassed, raised by TV podcast. It also that sounds, sounds like, like Scott. Scott. I know. That <laughs> sounds like Scott. <laughs> raised by TV podcast is a real treat. I enjoy every episode, even when it's not a show I grew up watching. Always full of funny and interesting details about classic shows that I never knew before. The Stevens sisters are passionate about their material, and it's just plain fun to hear them talk. If you like podcasts, listen to this one. <laughs> If this wasn't Scott that wrote this, that's a beautiful review, and thank you it's so beautiful. much. It's if it was Scott that wrote that, that's thank hilarious, yeah. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> but anyway, there's another, there's another genuine review. 
Okay, that's definitely that's not Scott. Yeah. So this okay. one's a, a, says a great listen. It's by Amber. Amber with two. Ambular. Am, Amber with I just three, watched Clueless last night. Three U's and two R's. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Um, anyway, Amber says, I've spent the past couple weeks listening to the backlog, and it's really improved my commute to and from work. I watch a lot of TV, and this podcast adds another layer to the experience. I even started rewatching Dawson's Creek. Five out of five would yes! recommend. Isn't that the sweetest? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You better be Team Pacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. No, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we're able to make your commute better. I know how that feels because all I do is listen to podcasts. Yeah. So that's amazing. Toast. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, if you have any shows that you want us to talk about, let us know. If you want to tell us that we're awesome, let us know. Um, <laughs> if you want to tell us that you hate us, sure, go ahead. Um <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. I know Apple Podcasts is, like, the worst app ever now. They really need to fix it. I'm trying to, like, think, like, see if I I want to start using another app. better now. What? It's horrible. How do you like it better? I can go to one podcast and then, like, it'll play all the, po- like, I just like being able to, I like the way it's sorted a little bit. Like, there's definitely things that it can do, they can do to improve it. Like, it's definitely not perfect. But I kind of like the way that it sorts things a little bit better now. I hate it. And I hate that, like, when you click on a podcast, you have to, like, then click on available episodes to go to all of their episodes. Yeah, because the like first ones that they show perfect. you are just, like, random episodes. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. Oh, well. I hate it. I didn't like it. Really it wasn't good before either. Is what I'm saying. And I kind of no, like, it wasn't good before. I like either, the way that I like the way they now. sort it so that it's like you don't have to look. You don't have to like go through like if like my downloaded podcast. Like if I want to listen to like if I missed a couple weeks of an episode, I don't have to like search through like a bunch of other podcasts to get to like an old episode. Like I can go to the podcast and then see the episodes in there. Um, you could do that before too. Yeah, but it was and like And before it showed different. you like which ones you hadn't listened to yet and everything. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it well. was better before. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um, I really have to pee. So. Okay, cool. We need to eat. It's like eight yeah, o'clock already. Yeah. We have people. Um, like I know that up. doesn't sound late to most people, but for me, that's very late. <laughs> I'm an elderly person. It's late. All right. Yeah. Um. Thanks thank for, listening. for listening. I hope you had a Don't lovely day. To, you said that. Yeah. Said all that already. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't, like, talk about our social media at the beginning of this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at RBTV Podcast uh, and on Twitter at RBTV Podcast. I tweet, like, very, very rarely, but once in a while I go for it. Um, and then you can email us at rbtvpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to. Um, we love to hear from you. We'll give you a shout-out if you want. Um, if you review us, we'll give you a shout-out. So, yep, yeah, let us know. And that's it. Oh, and I wanted to say that the other Raised by TV podcast gave us a shout-out. So we've told you guys to listen to it in the past if you hadn't listened to it yet um, on their most recent Q&A episode. They gave us a little shout-out. So yeah. uh, check that and out. And it's a really, it's and really, then, really good podcast. Like, I really enjoy listening to it, too. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren really, Lapkus is awesome. She's so funny. And she she's was awesome. a she was a guest on an episode of Natch Butte, which yes, is my new was. favorite podcast. <laughs> yes. So you should listen to that, too. 
Um, definitely listen to Natch Butte because Jackie Johnson is the most fantastic human on the the planet. The most fantastic. Um, She really is. She's amazing. (laughs) She really is awesome. I've spent way too much money since listening to that podcast. I'm so glad you finally, like, I was telling you for, like, months and months, you have to listen to Natch Butte. I knew I'd like it. I just, like, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I I need to, like, get to a point where I, like, literally ran out of things to listen to before I can listen to a new podcast. I understand that, yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, anyway, yeah. thanks for listening, right, thanks for and listening. we will we'll be back we'll more back regularly now. We'll so yeah, week. exactly. We'll record next week. We'll, we're regular. We're we'll back. Be back on a regular schedule. Hopefully, we're back. We'll, exactly. we may skip a week here or there, but <laughs> but we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want us to podcast full time, please donate millions of dollars we to us. We should start a Patreon. Uh, I ha- thought about it before. I mean, we, we could start one content. and and just yeah. we. I mean, we could start one and just be like, you know, whatever. If you want, fine, and True. like not really promote it that much. We'll talk about. It. Yeah, we'll All talk right. about it later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We should start um, recording regularly again. Actually, us. we should do a like kind of Patreon GoFundMe. To get us new microphones so that the sound quality can be better. That's an excellent I need, idea. I need three microphones because I need one for me, one for Natalie, and one for Meredith because Meredith got a job and we're going to need to start recording over the phone. Oh, yeah. So okay. We need three microphones. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. let's end this. Okay, yeah. I have Goodbye. Be I bid you adieu. Okay. Goodbye. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>